Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for you. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Welcome, everybody, to Telephone 4. This week, we have two Fig Lifers joining me. I want to thank everyone for reaching out and saying, you know, these episodes are great. This is for all of us. This is our fellow Fig Lifers. We love hearing their backstories. This is a lot of fun for all of us to kind of hear everyone's different upbringings. I can't wait for what the future holds for these episodes. This is a lot of fun. I've, I'm booked up already to Telephone 9. So just go ahead and hit me up if you want to get your name in. As I said, once this quarantine life is over, I'm not sure what's going to happen. But as of right now, I'm having fun talking to you guys. So without further ado, let's get our first Fig Lifer on. Hello. Is this my tag team partner, Randy? This is he. What's <laughs> up, man? How are you doing over there, Randy? I'm doing good, man. I'm just uh, cooking a little supper, living the uh, the quarantine life What the past month. What do you have on tap for supper tonight? Uh, we spent the, uh, the day yesterday cooking some gumbo Ooh. and then uh, let it sit for a couple days and then reheated it. So we've been finishing that off today. Oh man, you're hitting me with that gumbo, especially in the oh. south. Especially in the south. Oh yeah, man, it's good stuff. It's, <laughs> it's probably a little too warm to have it today, but you know it is what it is. I'm trying to use up all those uh, all those groceries before I go back to the store. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned gumbo, man. I've been craving it, and especially I miss the New Orleans gumbo. When we oh. were there for WrestleMania 30 and 34. I was on gumbo overload because I didn't know when the next time I was going to have it. So yeah, I miss gumbo a lot. Man. I, mean, I, have to, I have to teach you how to cook it. It's, it's not too terribly hard. There's a little trick to it, but <laughs> send me your recipe. Uh, yeah. I probably have to talk you through it, but yeah, yeah, we could do something like that, man. That'd be fun. We'll do a zoom meeting. Yeah. yeah why not? I've had a, about a million of those things in the past four weeks. So I have to kind of let our newer listeners in. So when I say my tag team partner, Randy, it was kind of funny. We had received two emails, and I want to say it was about three years ago. Three? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about three years ago, we had received two emails from two gentlemen named Randy. And I think your question was directed towards me, and the other gentleman, Randy, was directed towards Scott. So Scott and I were just kind of playing off of it, saying, oh, well, this is my tag team partner, Randy. And Scott had the other Randy. So we just kind of played off of that. Well, we haven't heard from Scott's Randy in a while. So so we win. Uh, yeah, we win. We're holding those <laughs> We're holding those United States tag team titles. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So how's everything going over there? Are you collecting anything? Oh, man. I'm a uh, whole finger poke of doom thing. Man, it's killing my wallet or my, my credit card. I just uh, I can't get out in the stores. So I, I go out very sporadically, and our Walmarts are awful and um one i think just stopped carrying elites because it just it just they don't even have the tags anymore it's just they just have tags for basics Mm -hmm. so i don't even go there anymore and um 
when I do go out, I get a chance to go look. It's all the uh, whatever elite series that is. That's got a uh, Balor uh, with the um, I think he's in the red trunks and the and the leather jacket and Natalia. Whatever series that is, they still have that. 74. I, I, dude, these Elite series are starting to run together for me. So yeah. when you oh, – co- yeah. I was mentioning this the other day. When you collect for 36 years and you have all these lines and series and everything, you kind of lose track unless it was memorable. The only thing I can remember is Elite 30, I think it was, where I found the Road Warriors. Oh, and in like, the red? Yeah. Yeah, and other than that, like that's all I that's all I remember. I don't remember any of the other ones, any of the uh, – I think Luger was in that one, if I remember. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. yeah, and he had the mullet. Yeah, he's classic. <laughs> I Ex- love the mullet. Exactly. So what you doing on a finger poke of doom? Like, what are you purchasing? So I mentioned in that little shout-out that I had to uh, the, the guy from Wrestling Toy Tracker. Yep. Um, on your last episode. So I had a friend of mine. She, uh, Her uh, husband had uh, left her, and... Um, she was, you know, imagine as you can imagine how somebody is during that time. And she was like, "I got these toys, the uh, these old toys." And mm-hmm. I was like, so "What kind of, what kind of, what kind of toys you got there?" She's like, "Just some old wrestlers." And I was like, "Oh, really? Really?" And I was like, "That jerk." You know what you should do? You should let me look at them and, she, and see if I can buy them from you. She was like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." And um, so I took I took a box, of course, you know. We're all quarantined, so I was like, leave it out on your front doorstep. I'll come get it. And so I went and got it, and it, it, they were horrible, some of them. Mm-hmm. They looked like stuff that had been skipped across a playground. And um, they don't look like they were played with. They looked like they were abused. Oh. And uh, But then I started, like, you know, kind of rifling through them, and I saw some in good shape with some scuffs. And I was like, I bet I can, I bet I can get these cleared off. So, you know, I took some time, and I cleaned them up, and they looked really good. And, and I actually, I think I sent them, I sent them to Scott, I think, a, a – a uh, a picture of them mm-hmm. and she gave me like a like a stupid good price like two dollars a piece oh like like yard sale you know <laughs> uh-huh. and i was like okay uh, <laughs> I, i'll paypal you and um <laughs> so i got all this and i was like i, I gotta get more because once i got them i didn't want to do it because i knew it was gonna happen i picked them up i held them and i was like <sighs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'm flashback to being, you know, six years old and holding, cause I was born in 85. Mm-hmm. So flashback being like about six years old, mm-hmm. holding those things, going to like Kmart's and stuff and, and, and to get my mom to get me a few of them. And, uh, man, I couldn't, I was like, well, let me just get on eBay. And then it was over <laughs> from, from there. And then I started justifying stuff like, well, I got them for so cheap. So, you know, even if I buy these and they're kind of expensive, it's still like the average price is about, you know, However much of P- I don't know, I, I can't to some stupid justification. And uh, now I'm crossing into like series three, I think it is. I got them kind of sporadically through all the series. So but, how, um, how many were in that box? Oh, they were probably like, they were, they were Galoobs and Hasbros. Okay. But uh, they were probably like 25, 30. Oh. And then I think I took about like, I cleaned up about 10 or 11, I think. Oh, wow. And, uh, and made them, you know. Yeah, I spent about twenty twenty six bucks, something like that, and oh, uh, uh-huh. and got like ten or eleven. Yeah, for twenty six bucks, bought a you know a freaking Coco Beware in mint condition with uh, Frankie for fifty oh. on a uh, on eBay. So you paid, yeah. you got that one loose, huh? Yeah, I got it loose. I got it like as a deal. There was a Macho King, uh, um, complete, mm-hmm. very mint with the Coco Beware, and I think. Um, I made it. I made a deal with a guy on eBay that wasn't moving them, 
and there was a somebody else. I forget. It all runs together. I got packages coming in everywhere. I'm keeping <laughs> track of what I'm buying from who. Yeah, I did a. I got a lot of. I'm a, I'm a school teacher, but I got a lot of side jobs. Right. And um, I've been doing a lot of like you know, random handiwork and just stuff around my neighborhood. My neighbors that need help, and you know they want they want, I want to hire somebody. So I got a little bit of extra cash. I did some landscaping for somebody across the street. So I'm not being irresponsible. I had a little extra cash to play with. So I've been. I've been playing with it. Been <laughs> so, did they have accessories too? The that was in the box or anything, or was it just just the figures? No accessories, but the ones that the figures that I kept, except for Hacksaw, didn't even didn't have accessories. So I got like a Typhoon that doesn't come with anything. Oh, you know, okay. I got a, a a pair of rockers. Um, I got a Snooka. I got a Dusty Rhodes. Uh, oh, Andre. Um, oh wow! There were there were quite a few. So the, the, but they didn't need accessories. The hacksaw did, but I uh, I kept the uh, I kept the hacksaw because it was perfect. And I'm just gonna try to find a loose two by four at some point. There you go. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah, man. It's it's, it's been it's been very fun to see that shelf like uh, creep up. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned that you were going to Kmart at six years old. Was it Hasbro's that you were mainly looking for at six, or what else were you collecting back then? Oh, uh, the classic stuff any 80s kid collected. Hasbro's, um, Ninja Turtles, uh-huh. uh, the real Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and as an adult, I've kind of, uh, that's morphed into my adult collection. Like, I, I still collect the same uh, licenses, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, different. There's that NECA turtle stuff that I collect some of that. There's, uh, I collect the, uh, you know, Mattel Elite's. Mm-hmm. You know, for my wrestling stuff, and there's some Ghostbuster Diamond Select stuff that I collect. So I try to keep it to stuff that you know, Batman, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, and wrestling were my things as a kid. You sound like Scott. Scott was Batman wrestling. Well, he though had He Man, GI Joe, Star Wars. Scott collected so much under the sun. Where I kept it mainly wrestling and starting lineups. Scott collected also starting lineups, but Scott... you gotta do that. You got you gotta narrow it down, man, because it can get out of control quick. Oh yeah, it's tell gonna... tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I when I wrote you and Scott back in the day, uh, a few several years ago, mm-hmm. I mean I was going through a rough time. Um, mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, I had a divorce, you know, I mean, and I'm, I'm man enough to admit it, you know, I had like, you know, my wife left and I was in a, I was, I was, I caught myself going to kind of a bad place mm-hmm. and, uh, I was like, man, I gotta do something. I gotta, I gotta, so I kept busy. I, you know, I was cooking, I was working a lot mm-hmm. and, um, I remember talking to a counselor and they said, um, you know, you need to start finding stuff that you enjoyed as a kid. You don't have to be a kid, you know, act like a little kid, but you can find stuff that you like that is enjoyable, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, it's like, what did you like? And then I kind of mentioned, you know, well, yeah, I liked wrestling when I was a kid and I liked this and that. So I just started watching wrestling again. And then, um, so I, I started watching wrestling. I think it was the Monday after the shield had broken up or something like that, because I didn't know what the shield was, but it was all over raw. Uh-huh. And so, um, I started, I started picking it up, you know, cause I took that hiatus like every, a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I watched all the way through the early two thousands. And then about 2003, four, and then like I stopped, mm-hmm. and uh, I picked it up again ten years after that. And um, so anyway, so I enjoy watching the wrestling. And then uh, I remember walking through, what was it? I was walking through Target, and I looked up and I saw a Bray Wyatt action figure. I was like, man, that's so cool! Look how detailed that is. It's the you know the one with he comes with part of the rocker, I think. 
and the Hawaiian shirt and the hat. Yeah, don't even ask I don't me. Know. I, I yeah, give up. I give up on trying to remember elites now. <laughs> and, uh, and I saw that and I was like, man, that's really cool looking. And I was like, man, I mean, I wish I was a kid. I could buy that. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a grown ass man. I can yep. buy that. Yep. If I want to. Mm-hmm. So I threw in the buggy. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to open it though. I'm not going to open it. I'm just going to keep it because maybe it's going to increase in value and I can sell it because mm-hmm. it was real hot back then. And, and uh, that's what I told myself. Just lying. Just lying <laughs> to myself. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then uh, Harper and Rowan came out and I was like, well, I mean, this, this tag team is going places. I'm going to get these two also because when I sell them, people are going to want to want the set. <laughs> you know? Just lying again. Just yep. lying to myself. So, so like, I put them in the closet and left them there, and it, it lasted about, eh, I held out for about a week, mm-hmm. and I ripped those suckers open, and uh, <laughs> started looking at them, and just admiring them, and started kind of just sitting them up on a little shelf, and then fast forward, you know, to now, I've got, I've got hundreds, hundreds of uh, of, uh, of figures of, of elites, and things like that, and your show, really, that's why I wrote in, like, your show, I wrote in for two reasons, one, because, like, I know there's so many people out there that they, you know, when they go through something traumatic like that, you know, like the divorce and everything, they feel alone. Like mm-hmm. you feel very like, like I mean, is something wrong with me, or maybe nobody understands. When you realize that a lot of people get it, and a lot of people understand. Yep. And uh, a lot of people also feel alone. So I wanted to kind of put myself out there. So maybe somebody listening could be like, you know what, man, that's me too. Like I feel like that too. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so then when I found your show, it just like it put it over the top. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like there are tons of people that like this wrestling too. And I'm not weird for being, you know, 30 something years old wanting to, to, you know, collect these things and, and enjoy this passion that I had. I got reignited mm-hmm. you know, from when I was a kid. And so I made that community that you guys helped build. And uh, I know, um, <clears throat> another podcast takes credit for a lot of that stuff, but it's, it's definitely you guys. Like you guys are the, the OGs, the originators for me. Well, um, I think for a lot of us. Well, I, in fact, now that I'm starting to think back, I think that was the question. I think I had mentioned I was divorced. Yeah, yeah, you did. And you wrote in, and I think the question was directed towards me. And then Scott had one I think was directed to, about uh, getting their kids into wrestling or yes, collecting yes, wrestling. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah I yeah. want to say it was something like that. But that's the thing is when you go through a traumatic experience such as a divorce that may have caught you off guard or whatever it may be, or you didn't see coming or whatever it may be, you tend to turn to stuff that, and hopefully for some other people, it's good stuff, but for us, it's, we lean on collections and I'm speaking towards people like you and I, I leaned on my collection. I leaned on, uh, sports. Those are stuff. That's stuff that kind of centers me and puts me into a good place. Oh yeah. So last show, I think you mentioned staring at your collection and just being like, ah, just looking at it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I do it all the time. If I uh-huh. get stressed out from work and I just walk in that room and just stare at it for a minute, yep, take a deep breath, maybe sit in there for 20, 30 minutes, and then get up and go on about my business. <laughs> people, people don't understand it for you know, like it's hard to explain to people. Either you get it or you don't. Right. There are people out there that won't understand that how we just go into that room and then you start looking at a certain figure, then you start looking at the detailing, and then you start looking at. Uh, what the articulation and then you start reminiscing about when you found that figure and where you were when you found that figure or whatever it may be and next thing you know you're in this room for about an hour hour 15 minutes 
and you're like, oh crap, I st- still got to walk the dog. <laughs> I got to do all this other stuff, you know. <laughs> I got adult stuff to do. I can't be staring at this these toys anymore. <laughs> I know what you mean, but my, my mom when she came in, like after I kind of had it all set up and mm-hmm. uh, and everything, we my family gets together a lot, but we never get together over here. We always go to my grand uh, my grandpa's house or something like that. And uh, one mm-hmm. day my mom came over for something. She walked in that room and she went, "Oh my god!" And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "What?" She was like. But this is what your room was like when you were a kid. She said you did. She said you you did play with them back then, but you barely you play. I see. I played with my figures, but uh-huh. not to the extent that you and Scott did. Like I played with them. Don't get me wrong. And I had Ninja Turtles battling wrestlers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was a big display kid. Like I liked having all my stuff sitting nice and pretty, where you could walk in and look at. I've always been like that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and she was like, "This is like your room as a child." <laughs> like it's the same stuff and i was like if she only knew it's like the same wrestlers too they just are in different form now <laughs> it's, the, it's the elite line mom it's not the hasbros but now if she sees the hasbros she's gonna be like well yep there it is <laughs> well that's uh, that's the same thing i've always said about the hasbros is the hasbros were so pretty to display you could set those up and man those things would just be so beautiful on a dresser and then you would always make sure nobody bumped the dresser cuz if one fell it was like oh, a domino yeah, yeah domino effect going on you know but the LJNs were just these big hunk of rubber figures that you could just slam and you know they concuss somebody if you chuck them at their head or something <laughs> you know or, and i remember the LJNs at, in the store vaguely Mm-hmm. That was like y'all are a few years older than me, mm-hmm. and uh, so I remember them vaguely, but not to the extent that I do the Hasbro's. That was my so I was born in '85, so by the other time '91 rolled around, I'm six years old. I'm in that prime, mm-hmm. you know, going around, you know, hunting and stuff in stores. Right, right. And so, but I do have a, a huge appreciation for them, like looking on them, mm-hmm. looking or looking back on them, and you know, like scrolling through stuff. I just man, that's that's just cr- a crazy amount of money that I can't. And I I got OCD like a son of a gun so like my stuff has to be looking you know pretty nice and it's really hard to find a pristine hasbro that you're not going to pay you know an exorbitant amount of money for try finding it a pristine ljn i'm sorry not a, not, not a hasbro I'm oh, sorry. oh oh you're, oh you're oh. right no i meant a, a, an ljn yeah, yeah you can find the pristine hasbros for a decent amount of, for you know an affordable amount of money but like that ljn that's what i meant yeah those yeah, things, yeah. Are, those things are crazy expensive oh. i tried to entertain it for about a second and i was like no oh, Nope. <laughs> nope pressing the uh get out button uh, yeah. i mentioned with ryan that i have a friend that went back and collected all the ljn's mint on card now i did get a tweet from him and he said hold on i didn't collect the black cards that had hacksaw warrior all that stuff warlord yeah. he goes i i couldn't do that but i did collect others moc just so i could get them pristine did he did he open them up oh yeah See uh, now, that's my, the that's the thing is is like I understand why he did that, and I should say he didn't collect a mint on card. If they were still on card, that's all he cared about. Yeah, is if they're on card, and it, you know, I can, and the, even if the card's bent, I can still pop it open, and they're still pristine. There, there's no yeah. paint chip. He went back and did that, and I don't even know where he got the money to do that. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to know. That's a, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. He's a good friend. I think I'm going to just keep it at that. I don't want to dive in any further. <laughs> my, my my son, um, I wanted to get him into action figures so bad. You know, mm-hmm. and when he was real little, because he's he's nine right now, and um, I wanted to get him. I wanted to share that, and he just he would a little bit. You know, he would here and there, but he never really played with them. But when he started seeing um. I started collecting some toy biz 
And uh, when he saw the ad, I don't know how you feel about Toy Biz. We're, <laughs> we're just going to respectfully disagree. Um, I have a sh- I have shelf of them that I'm still collecting because I love the history behind it. I'm a you know I'm a social studies teacher. Like I love history, mm-hmm. and I just love that in the middle of the Monday Night Wars, you know that kid version of me is flipping back and forth at that channel recall button, yep. going back and forth between WWF and WCW, and, and these were the figures that were being put out. So from like a historical perspective, like I just I like them. Uh-huh. And anyway, so he loves the action features and he thinks they're great. And he actually started playing with them. I was like, this is great. So I started showing him, he's really big into Spider-Man and Marvel. And so I started showing him all the vintage stuff. Well, he got some money for some stuff that he did. And, you know, some relatives gave him some money. And and he went, uh, and I was like, hey, we can go on eBay, you know, and we'll find you some stuff. So he found some Mentone card, um, Captain America, from 1994 Toy Biz, 91 or 94 Toy Biz. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he got a few characters, and they come in, and he looked at the cards, and he goes, wow, Dad, these are these are really cool like this. I think I want to leave it on card. And I was like, what? <laughs> look at that bubble. It's kind of yellow. I don't, I don't think it's going to look at display. You should probably open that. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so he takes it and he opens it. And I was like, yeah, that's it. And um, so he looks at the other one and goes, but this bubble doesn't look bad. And I was like, no, it doesn't. It's actually a really good card. It's like really flat. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just saying, you do what you want to. I would just, I would open What is he still collecting today? Oh no! This was though. This happened like weeks ago. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah this just happened. Like, oh, this oh, just happened. So the toy biz stuff he like, or my stuff he'd admired, you know, because I started getting them a few, few months ago. But mm-hmm. here recently, he got some money and was like, "I'm not buying stuff here and there, but like, he got some money." And then while I was looking at stuff online, he was like, "Hey, they have any Spider-Man stuff like that?" I was like, "Well, they do." And so I started looking up for him and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he this was the other. This was a few weeks ago. He opened them all up. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank God, because I don't have the room when you start collecting this stuff. Because of course I'm going to feed the habit. I'm going to buy stuff. <laughs> yep. And uh, I was like, I can't have these cards just cluttering up your room. That's just that's just that's just my take on it. I, I like them loose. What's what's funny? Well, that's the thing is like, I, mint our card or loose. It doesn't matter. You're still a collector. It's everybody's preference. When they put down that twenty dollars, that's their figure to do with what they want. You know, it's absolutely. It's not my decision to chastise you for taking it out of the package just like no not at all when i put my 20 dollars down nobody can chastise me we paid for the figure it's what we want to do when scott and i purchase an elite figure or whatever figure line it may be the first thing we think is autograph unless it's a from a wrestler oh, yeah. unless it's from a wrestler that's deceased then it's kind of like okay well this is going to make a nice display piece up in the room but the first thing we think is autograph. Well, what other people think is, okay, I'm gonna, I can't wait to put this on my loose shelf. This thing is beautiful. For example, the Macho Man Defining Moment, either the WrestleMania 7 or the WrestleMania 3, both are beautiful figures. People want to put that up on their shelves with their Macho Man figures or put them next to Steamboat, who they opened up from the uh, flashback series. We're all collectors, but I... I don't have a right to chastise you. Nobody has the right to chastise anybody for mint on card or loose. It's not way to handle things. Like there are bigger things in this world to get upset over and mint on card versus loose is not one of those. Wait, people actually get upset when other people do that? Oh yeah. People have gotten up, upset arguments. I'm just like, it's Uh-oh. not worth it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I got an opinion, but that's about it. Right. And I, I think a lot of time your situation dictates like what you can do because I don't if I had all of those figures on card 
I, I don't I run out of room. I would have nowhere to put them, or I'd have to stack them up, you know, sideways, and I wouldn't be able to see, you know, to enjoy it, which is what I want to do, be able to sit and look at it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's mine. I take them out because, yeah, I like to manipulate them, and I like to, like, pose them, but uh, but the main reason behind it is room. Right. I got I to I conserve space where I can. That's why I was hoping my son wasn't going to keep them on car because I'm like, son, I know what's going to happen. You're going to get a lot more of these, and we're going to have nowhere to put these. <laughs> Basically, going to fill up quick. Right. So, um, but, yeah, yeah, it, it's fun as long as you're enjoying the hobby and, and, and just leaving other people alone, just build people up. I love seeing, like, I personally don't want to display an autograph on a, on a card, on a, um, an action figure. Mm-hmm. But, man, I love when people get them signed and they post them. Mm-hmm. And I get to see like the color paint pen they used, and I got to see how it looks against the background on the card and wear out on the bubble that they signed it and everything. And I love looking at it. I don't want it, mm-hmm. but I love looking at it. Yeah. I mean, they're beautiful. So uh, let's rewind a little bit. So you said you got out of wrestling in 2004? Yeah, about two. I, I stopped watching in about 2000, and I picked it up again about 2003-ish. I had a little cousin that I wanted to kind of like bond with, and it's just, and they were at that age. And so, like, around 2003-ish, I would take them to shows, house shows or, you know, things like that that were close by, mm-hmm. live events. And uh, and then I stayed watching it for a few years and then got out of it again. What made you fall out of it in 2003, 2004? Um, man, I just... Well, well so there's, there's two there's two falling outs. The first falling out was when I hit about ninth or 10th grade, which uh-huh. was about 1999, 2000, uh-huh. 2000-ish. Uh, I just... I got busy with school and being really involved, and um, and then I felt like I was getting a little too old for it. And then in 2003, when I picked it back up again, here's a few years later, with my little cousins, when they stopped coming over to watch it, I just kind of stopped. And I just got, because I was in college at that point. I graduated high school in 2003, so about 2004, I'm in college, and I'm staying really busy. Um, I was involved on campus. Uh, I was in a fraternity doing a lot of different stuff. So, like, I just didn't, I just didn't have, I didn't think about it, honestly, because I was so busy all the time. See, that's so. in, that's interesting to me because I don't understand, like, I can't fathom ever not watching wrestling because from 1985 to today, I've always watched wrestling, whether it was NWA, WWF, ECW, you know, TNA, whatever it was, I always gravitated towards wrestling. If it's on, I'm going to probably watch it or record it and then watch it, whatever it may be. Scott and I have never had that hiatus. And what I find interesting is there always seems to be a certain period where people fall out of it. And it always seems to be around the 1994-95 era. And they'll pick it back up when Austin and Rock come in. Or you'll hear of people falling out around the time that you just mentioned and then picking it back up. I'd say around maybe a 2010, 2011, or maybe around that time. And then either A, they're still with it, or B, they've fallen back out of love with it. So it's always interesting to me why people stop going or watching. Or Yeah, yeah that, that, that 94 era when a lot of people fell off. Like, I was a, I was a little kid, man. So, like, I, I love that. All the gimmicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like... Well, while people thought, you know, uh, Duke the Dumpster Grossi was really dumb, which I'm I think it's the name that, like, it's thrown in a lot. I loved it. Because, uh-huh. you know, in nineteen in 1994, I was in the, the fourth grade. So, like, I, I didn't mind that stuff. I liked that stuff. And then when it started transitioning to the Attitude Era, well, now I'm in junior high. So so now, like, I'm, 
I'm a, I'm a, I'm a junior high boy, so I'm getting like, you know, I'm a little aggravated for no reason. Like, I got a problem. You know? <laughs> at, at 12 years old, I get this little edge on me, and then I'm watching, you know, Stone Cold throw the middle finger. I'm like, that's right. Give it to the man. Give it to your boss. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I can do that to my boss. I don't have one. But you know, if I did, that's what I would be doing, you know. Yeah. Just being like a little turd kid. But, like, I, I, I had a nice little flow all through that. And then when that started cooling down, you know, I started getting a little older, and then I just got lost in the shuffle of doing things in high school, just super busy and, and involved. But, you know, like, even now, like, I don't like bashing the product, but mm-hmm. now it's just not a – the past – probably the past year or so has been a real struggle for me to watch it. But the one thing that keeps me watching is action figures. And as backwards as that sounds, like, it, I, I like collecting, I want to keep collecting, and I mean, I want to know who these guys are. Mm-hmm. Right, so like I keep watching, knowing that I'm going to want to, you know, with the possibility of a really cool figure coming out mm-hmm. that I want to have some kind of connection to. Is that weird? Does that sound weird? Because I feel like it's a little weird. No, because what got Scott and I into wrestling, and it was wrestling figures. Scott tells that story of Jimmy the Superfly Snuka figure, Snuka. yeah, being on the pegs, and he's like, "Mom, kids are talking about that at school. I want to know what that is, but I want to get this toy." Mom's like, "No, no." He's told that story a gazillion times. Yeah, yeah. And then ends up, he gets a Hulk Hogan action figure at Christmas Eve. He walks around, he's wishing everybody a thank you, you know, thank you for my gifts, blah, blah, blah. And I look over and I pick this up and I'm like, this is just one big solid piece of rubber. This is dumb. What is this? You know? (laughs) And next thing I know, two days later, three days later, Superstars is on and I'm seeing Hulk Hogan on the TV just yelling at me and I'm like, what is this? And I'm looking at the figure, looking at Hogan and then generated my interest into wrestling. So no, it's not a backwards way of thinking at all because I hope there's many people out there with that same story of like, I want to know what is the backstory to this character? You know, what is this painted up guy who is a demon? What is it about? Why is there so many of these AJ Styles guys on the pegs? He must be really cool. You know, stuff like that. And I hope it does get kids to watch it and talk about it at school or whatever. Because you want the wrestling business to thrive. Absolutely. As much as I don't agree with a lot of stuff that WWE does, like, I still want them to do well. I still watch it. You know, I still, I want to be, like, I was devastated when, like, when we couldn't watch, or like a, I call it a real WrestleMania. Yes, I get that was WrestleMania. <laughs> they did the best for what they had. Yep. But, like, I miss the pageantry, like, the excitement, the special guests, the surprises. You know, I went to our, my first WrestleMania. I went to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, like, I just, it was everything I thought it was. Yeah. Just, and I, and I miss seeing that every year. I'm super excited for WrestleMania. So, like, I was heartbroken when because of you know obvious things that are happening in the world we couldn't get WrestleMania so yeah I still I'm always you know I always want WWE to succeed because the more that they succeed the better you know the more that I can enjoy you know the Mattels and I know there's other promotions out there and I want them all to succeed as well too I mean you can't have I love the variety I think it's amazing mm-hmm. that people can have all these different things and I love also the new variety of figures that are coming out from different promotions Right, the new Japan and, and the things like that. Like I love the different companies getting involved. I think it's fun. Like I'm, ex- I'm excited. I really am excited for it. 
It's yeah. a great time to be a wrestling figure collector. Oh, there you go, Scott. Oh, damn it. I'm editing that out. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, as you said, it is fun. And never before have we had five companies, you know, vying for our money right now. You know, pre-orders on Boss Fight and FTC and Super 7 and Storm and Mattel. I mean, now there's so many hands in the pot, you know, reaching for, our, or I should say, so many hands on our wallet right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm hoping they, I'm hoping those other companies push Mattel to have more product on the shelves because man, I'm tired of wanting to give you my money. I'm like, here, I got this money. I want to give it to you. Yep. Like, please take my money. Yep. And they're like, no, nah, nothing here. I'm like, God, dang it. I just want to give you my money. I'm not, <laughs> nobody that I know doesn't want to take my money. Sometimes I feel like, except for Mattel. Brian Breaker said it best. He goes, this is the worst business model ever. (laughs) (laughs) I am willing to throw money at you, but you won't give me your product or put them out on the pegs. This is horrible. (laughs) This is horrible business. I feel like a sucker sometimes. I'm like, I'm like hunting these things down. Like put the pavement, trying to just really give you my money. Like every other toy line is like, I'll take your money. I'm going to watch yeah, the girlfriend, like, or the girl that you, you had a crush on in high school, I wouldn't give you the time of day. Yep, I'm like, I just really, really want to, you know, spend time with you. I want to give you money, <laughs> take you home, put you on a shelf. But no, no, maybe I don't know. I'll think about it. Let's t- kind of tell everyone where you're at. You're in Alabama, right? No, Louisiana. Louisiana. I apologize, Louisiana. So you're you're feeling it down there as well. Oh man, it, it's it's bad, and like I'm, I'm I'm a pretty patient guy. You know, I don't. Like, if you are you talking about the, the lack of product? Yeah, yeah, because you had mentioned earlier that they have the stickers for elites, but there are no elites on the pegs. Yeah, and then some just don't even have elite stickers anymore. Um, I've got three Walmarts close by, and I've got uh, a tar- one Target. Now, our Target is a, uh, our Target is a, um, it's really weird how Target works. I talked to the manager one time because I'm that guy. It's like, excuse me, sir, um, over here. I need you don't have any of this in the back. And uh, he said that we're four hours from Houston. Okay. Mm-hmm. So four hours from Houston, Texas. So we're, we're a good ways away. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently distribution, from what I'm understanding, the distribution area starts off with the Houston area and filters itself out. We're right on the cusp, on the edge of whatever hub distributes to Houston. So we get last priority of everything at, at, that, particular, at that particular target. Uh-huh. That, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're, yeah, and um, so we get, and it's a small target compared to other targets, mm-hmm. and so it's 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 not a super target. So I go to Beaumont, Texas, about twice a month. Uh, drive from here in Louisiana to, to Beaumont, mm-hmm. about twice a month, and I go to their target, and they're loaded with stuff. Really? And they it's just it's everywhere. Like it's just anything you want. Like we don't get most NXT series. I never got here. Mm-hmm. Um. Most of those most target exclusives I don't get. I saw Paige on the peg once, oh. and I saw I've seen like the whatever series is with the Diesel and the Kurt Angle or no Diesel and, and, and Jinder Mahal, mm-hmm. um, whatever uh, that one is. Networks Network Spotlight. Yeah, Network Spotlight. Yeah, I saw that once here, but other than that, like that's it. Um, and just we don't get a whole lot. Yeah. And sometimes we we'll get old series, which is random, which I guess they have in the back and just didn't put them out. But I go to Beaumont and I head to Target and Walmart there, and they're just loaded with stuff. 
Yeah. And like Steve Ozer says, he can't control where the figures go. He goes, I can't control why your Walmart or Target isn't stacked. He goes, I... Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, but then you you listen to somebody from Walmart or Target, and they're, they'll put the blame right back on Mattel. Or on Mattel, yeah. And so it's like a... It's like a finger-pointing game going on. And some people love the idea of, you know, oh, we go all over, or it's part of the hunt, the thrill of the hunt. But we don't have the benefit. I'm sorry. I have a, a full-time job, multiple side jobs, and, and children. Like, I don't have the luxury of traveling around to 40, 50 different Walmarts all over the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't I can't do that. Right. So, like, it's, it's very frustrating. I drive, you know, one or two towns over. I've done that. Mm-hmm. You know, but they don't have it either. Or if I if I travel somewhere, I definitely stop by. But I don't travel places like I said, other than Beaumont, about twice a month. Yeah, it's I don't travel very often. It's like Scott's area. He has one Walmart and one Target. But outside of that one Walmart and one Target, there's nothing for fifteen twenty miles. So that one Walmart and one Target is the only one he can hit, and he still has to you know that night do homework with his daughter. He still has to go home and with dinner or be an adult, be a parent. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when he hits that one Walmart and one target and he doesn't see anything on the pegs for so long, it's frustrating to him and he just gets agitated. Except for that one time him and I walked into Walmart and this was about two months ago before everything hit two, two and a half months ago. And uh, sure enough, there's elite 74 right on the pegs and he's like, son of a, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's why well, you all created and I'm not on Twitter. And, I, and I'm, I'm just holding out on that social media. But I'm just, I, I do Facebook because I'm old, I guess, because that's what the kids I teach say. That's for old people. Facebook is for old people. <laughs> but, um, but I don't do Instagram and I don't do Twitter. But I, I, I enjoy seeing the um, the community that y'all help build and that people are helping each other out you mm-hmm. know, and being good brothers and and uh, stuff. If I, I've even sent y'all a few things like uh, when I rarely get to because I don't have everybody's information to ask. So right. I you know, like a, a message on Facebook, like, y'all need this? And most of the time, somebody else has already, has already you know, hooked you guys up. The community is great, just in general. The community is just fantastic. But the fact that they're willing to help each other out, uh, cost plus shipping, instead of driving up the price and saying, oh, you want this figure? That's going to be 55 bucks. You know, the fact yeah. that they're willing to say, hey, just cover cost plus shipping because we're getting flooded with figures out here. And we know that you're suffering down in the south or over on the west coast, wherever you may be. And then the community just steps up. And it's awesome to see that, man. And that's what I love about the community is that they're willing to step up and help out whenever they can. Like GBM, he helped out one of my good friends out here locally. I mentioned this on the show. He was willing to just, he had one extra Chris Hero figure, or Cassius Ono, and he was willing to send it to my buddy out here, who lives about 20 miles away. And he was just like, hey, that guy needs help, I'm going to be willing to give up my last Cassius Ono, because he's a friend of yours, and he can have it for cost plus shipping. It's rare that people do that, and that's that's the kindness of a lot of people, especially GBM in the community, willing to do that. And help out. Yeah, I love this. I love this cast of characters that you have <laughs> on, this, on this podcast. It's almost <laughs> like the Howard Stern cast of characters from back in the no, day. It is. It, it is. It cracks me up because I'm like, I don't know who these people are, but I feel like I do. <laughs> like I, I would interact more, like I said, if I have Twitter, but I don't. Yeah. So, like I just, I just hear them, you know, send in questions or hear their voices for different stuff or hear your stories about them or whatever, and I just <laughs> feel like, you know, 
Like, oh yeah, I, I know these people. Yeah, I know. these are good, these are good people. Don't don't know who they are. So have but, you um, have you met any wrestlers? Uh, well, there's meeting, and then there's like a kind of like a I saw for a brief second. I remember one time in, in Lafayette, Louisiana, I went and saw a Raw. I'm 99 percent sure it was the Raw where uh, Kane shocked uh, Shane McMahon. Was that like in the junk? Like was that a sort of thing? Wasn't it? Yeah, he had a battery hooked up to his uh, yeah, with yeah. jumper I'm, cables. I'm pretty sure that was yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the raw in Lafayette. Like I'm 99 percent <laughs> sure that's the one I was at. And um, but anyway, after we we finished, we walked downstairs or walked down out of the arena and went to the side, and I saw um, Test uh, talk to us for a minute. Oh, um, it was like a little unloading, the loading. It you know where the, the wrestlers go out the back and head to their cars. Yeah, well, a few of us were standing out there. Test. Uh, talked to us for a minute. Uh, Road Warrior Animal, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Hawk too. I, I know for sure Animal. Um, uh, Arn Anderson, um, and a few guys that I recognize. but didn't say anything. I've uh, I've shaken hands with a few that uh, once you shake my little cousins in the early two thousands. I've taken them and they've shaken hands with like John Cena and Rey Mysterio. Oh, and things like that. But I've never, I haven't personally sat down and like talk or went to a signing or, or anything like that I, I never i just i just never thought about it it never really crossed my mind i, I got the waves you know and the haze and the handshakes and stuff like that but mm-hmm. uh but even now like um my daughter my daughter's really into wrestling oh and i was trying to get my son into it and i looked over my daughter's there just eating it up like, oh, <laughs> okay I can, we can do this uh we me and her went to a live show and then she uh we met Byron Saxton, who is amazing, who is super nice, who took a picture with every fan and shook every hand when he didn't have to. I've got I've got so much respect for that guy. Everybody else kind of like went off because it was a live event. I don't even know why he was there other than being like a little announcer. But uh, he was shaking shaking hands. Um, it was the one where Becky and Charlotte. Um, it was like a live shot and. Becky came in and like attacked Charlotte. She was on crutches or something. And came in and attacked Charlotte. I don't know. They said it on Raw, but we were at that one sitting like second row. I kind of remember that one now that you mention it. It, it. it was this weird, like you know, over in Louisiana, blah blah blah. This was at a live event, you know. Yeah. Becky Lynch comes in and jumps up and beats the hell out of Charlotte or whatever. But uh, so Byron Saxon, though, during like the little intermission time, just just talks to every fan takes pictures with probably, I'm not exaggerating, what is it, like 30 people just lined up. Like, and they don't have very long for intermission. Like, uh-huh. he is, I mean, to the very last person. Um, it just, a lot of respect for that guy. But anyway, just stuff like that. I've, I've met him, I've seen him here and there, shaking hands. Uh, Road Warrior Animal was a part of this, uh, this group, this, like, Christian group that came to my high school that did, like, feats of strength. Uh, okay. Um, so Workaholics has an episode about, like, kind of spoofing that these you know guys come in and they do like feats of strength to all these different schools but anyway they did that road warrior animal came and hawk came hawk was supposed to come but didn't come uh to it and then they came in like tore phone books in half <laughs> and um and picked up heavy things and they had like a, a like a, a christian message behind it and they signed autographs in the end oh okay and, uh, i met animal and he signed a piece of paper of mine, and I, I ended up losing it at some point. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I did with it. By the way, I have to ask: Was the phone book gimmicked? Oh, I don't know. Uh, as a as a you know, junior in high school, I was like, "This is awesome! We got a class for this." And so uh, I didn't really pay much attention. I was kind of like just in a daze. Just, you know, that's before cell phones. I, <laughs> I might have had a 
time I'd had a car phone that I was only constructed to use for emergencies. But um, but yeah, yeah I don't, I don't, I don't remember. But so speaking of wrestlers being good, you know, just normal people. So where I live in the Mid South territory, mm-hmm. so I live in the, in the in the very center of the state of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. And so even though Oklahoma is home to the Mid South, like the offices, like New Orleans was like you know where it was happening, and mm-hmm. that's uh, about three and a half hours from me. Yep. But all the wrestlers lived in my area, um, and they would because it was central location to places in you know in parts of Texas and Oklahoma and uh, and all through Louisiana. This was said if you listen to Jim Cornette, um, some of his podcast stuff, mm-hmm. he'll, t- he'll read like the sheets of what they did on what day. You know, and uh, I live in a town called Alexandria, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. So he'll say, you know, Thursday night we were back home at Alexandria. We rested for a day, and then on Saturday we went to, and he starts listing, list, listing all these places. But they always, you know, this was the central part of um of the kind of like where they, you know, where they had all their shows and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, so if you talk to older people, you know, people that were, you know, in their, you know, 30s, 40s, whatever, during during those days, during the 80s, mm-hmm. uh, late 70s, early 80s, They'll uh, they'll talk to you about like where all wrestlers hung out, and they'll talk to you about how cool they all were. They'll talk about like hacksaw Jim Duggan around mm-hmm. here is mm-hmm. a big deal, like because he was so nice and kind. He lived you know in this area. Uh, they'll talk about the um, they'll talk about they've mentioned Kamala before and the Iron Sheik and um, these these legends mm-hmm. that you hear about you know as as a WWF WWE fan. Mm-hmm. But you hear it, but they talk about them like because they were a part of. They came here, they drank here at the bars here, they interacted with the people here, like they were, you know, part of the community. So it's really cool to hear stories from you know the the older generation about you know these people who were like you know our our, our heroes mm-hmm. and people that are like larger than life. How they would just be around hanging out with the locals and just to be a part of the community. It's, it's pretty neat. Everybody, every older person has a story about a mid south wrestler. There must be a lot of stories about Junkyard Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was more New Orleans based, but yeah, people love JYD. Uh huh. And uh, like that man crossed some some segregated boundaries right there. That man has transitioned all that stuff. Yeah, he is, a, he is well thought of in the state of Louisiana. Well, he was that larger man. than life in mid south. He was mid south wrestling, and I wish it would have translated over to WWF, but. I don't know. He was popular, but it wasn't Mid South popular. The whole token of New Orleans is in, in, in Mid South is what he was back in the day. He meant a lot to the state of Louisiana. Yeah. So, yeah. I, that was one action figure that I bought. That action figure, I was proud to put that on my shelf. That was, <laughs> uh, that's our guy. Were you talking about the Mattel Elite? Yeah, the Elite. Yeah, yeah, I love that figure. Any junkyard dog figure I can get, I'm my hands on. I'm definitely grabbing it as well. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, yeah, man, it's just it's it's cool. Like it's a and not to like toot your own toot your horn for you or anything, but like just I love the fact that like people like these these fig life fam calls mm-hmm. profiles that you've been doing, man. I love it because it just I love everybody's story and I love even when people get off the subject of wrestling figures, they just start talking about wrestling in general or whatever. Uh huh. You just you you created this atmosphere, man, where it's just like a bunch of guys hanging out. <laughs> um, I, for, I forgot that Friendsgiving episode that you did that you were so down on. I love that thing. Oh man, like, <laughs> I loved it. Like I was giggling. I had my headphones in, like walking around my house doing stuff, and I kept giggling. And my kids were like, "What did you laugh at?" I'm like, yeah, it's, just, it's just Jeff and Scott, and they got they're, and they're like, "Oh my god, I don't know." Never mind. It's just, it's just a show. Dad's listening to. Well, that episode was just off the rails because Sean and Ed were playing off of each other and we're trying to 
kind of tell stories and all that stuff. And we eventually got those stories in, but Sean and Ed were just goofing off. And I look over at the other gentleman that was sitting across the table. His name is Dave. And I'm looking over at Dave and you can kind of tell he's getting annoyed because <laughs> he kind of wanted to have a serious episode and Ed and Sean kind of prevented that. So, and Scott kind of played along with it, but Scott was having a great time. It was a, in the end, it was a lot of fun. It really, really was because those guys were all close to us growing up. Those guys were with us when we would go to the toy hunts. They were with Those are the behind the scenes guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they witnessed all this. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is my dad, let me rephrase that. Our dad, Scott and my dad wouldn't let, <laughs> wouldn't let us uh, drive until we were 18. So we relied on the gentlemen that were on that episode, Dave and Sean to take us places to Toys R Us, to KB, to Target's, um, to Union City Walmart because we only had one Walmart out here. Walmart was huge in the South. We only had one local one, and then that was it. So we were going with those guys and basically hounding them to take us to those stores. Well, they didn't mind because they were also collecting figures. Or as you heard, Ed was collecting Hot Wheels or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't mind going to the stores, but we were hounding them. We would be like, okay, let's go to Toys R Us. Go to Toys R Us. Okay, KB Toys. All right, let's go to KB Toys. All right, Target. Let's go to Target. You know, so <laughs> eventually we were giving them gas money because we were just hounding them all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's good to know people. It's good to know people. Yep, yep. Sure. Well, we, and look, I feel, like I looked at my phone and I feel terrible. We've probably been talking for like 50 minutes. That's okay. I'm like, I'm like, I'm really hoping the listeners don't, I'm hoping, I love hearing everybody's stuff. I'm like, I'm hoping the listeners aren't like, all right, man, we got it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know what's cool is, I don't know what it was about yesterday. A lot of people hit me up yesterday and like, hey, I love these telephone interviews. I love, I, I want to be on if I can. So I have a Microsoft Word sheet going on of everybody that's going to be upcoming. But it's fun. because They're really enjoying it because they get to hear the backstories. Everybody has a different story. And I've said this a gazillion times, but I'm going to say it again. Everybody has a has a story. What got them into wrestling? What got them out of wrestling? What brought them back? What started their figure collecting? What was all this stuff that made us fans today? That makes us go to Walmarts, makes us go to Targets, makes us do finger poke a doom during a pandemic. You know, everybody has a story, and that's what I love. Well, you talked about um, on the last episode, or, or you said it several times on episodes because I, I don't miss an episode um, about how. You know, you sit down at the Fig Life meetups, right? And then an hour or two goes by, and you're like, oh, my God, like it's over, it's done. <laughs> and I can totally see that. Yeah. Because I just get really into these stories of these people and, and their, their um everything that they, you know, experienced. And it's just like you were sitting down with a buddy. Just to, I, I imagine if I went to a meetup, this is what me and some random person would talk about. I love getting to hear that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to the New Orleans one. I was so close. I had my tickets and everything. Uh, something happened that... I had to I had to take care of something mm-hmm. that I wasn't supposed to have to, mm-hmm. and I was like I had to give up my tickets and I had to sell them. I think I even offered you or Scott uh, my MXP tickets, yeah. and I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I cannot believe I'm not going to get to go." And, uh, <laughs> like like the Fig Live meetup was like the number one reason I wanted to go. Two was NXT, number three was WrestleMania, and I love hearing that too because the meetups are so much fun. And it was like last year in New York, Hova sat down at a table. And he's meet and he's talking to everybody. Next thing he knows, everybody's like, "Okay, we got to go to New Japan because New Japan was right after the meetup." 
So basically the meetup, I think was like three to five or something like that. And then, uh, new Japan started at seven. So we had to walk from where we were to Madison square garden, which is about a 45, 40 minute walk, I believe. But we wanted to get there, get souvenirs, you know, the, the, the show atmosphere, all that stuff. Yeah. So anyways, um, Hova's sitting there. He said somebody random sat down next to him. They started talking. And then, of course, he had friends across the table and stuff. And then he goes, oh, crap, everybody's getting up and going to New Japan. What the hell? And he looks down at his phone, and he's like, oh, crap, it's been two hours, <laughs> you know? That's Isn't it crazy how wrestling does that? Like, it, wrestling, wrestling figure? Man, it's, just, it's crazy. No, I at WrestleMania, I said wrestle. Listen to me. At <laughs> WrestleMania uh, 32 in Dallas, when um, I was sitting behind these guys from Rhode Island, and uh, or I was sitting in front of these guys from Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and and to me they said or to me to me they sounded very New Englandy, and to them I sounded very Southern, <laughs> and uh, we were we were talking and laughing and cutting up, and like we were like BFF for that entire WrestleMania so much so that when Austin's glass broke uh-huh. and he came out, I screamed like a little boy like a like a schoolgirl. i screamed <laughs> and they did too and we turned around and hugged each other and jumped <laughs> up and back screaming and i had goosebumps running on down my body and i was like look at this no other sport nope. i really don't think no other event is going to bring people together that close mm-hmm. like and you just feel this connection i have a, a guy i work with i let something I, I did a little wrestling slip i said something about like a work or shoot or something like that. Mm-hmm. I kind of slid it in because I'm a loser and <laughs> say things like that randomly. No, we do and it. And he looked at me, he side eyed me, and was like, You, you want to wrestle? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Yeah, you, you want to wrestle? He's like, I love it. I was like, Me too. And, 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 and then we talked for the next hour and a half about wrestling. You know, we work together all the time, and he's constantly, he's uh, an administrator uh-huh. where I work. He's constantly pulling in his office. And he was like, I got this clip from Cornette talking about an NWA or in Mid-South days when blah, 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 and this and that. Listen to it. Or he'll shoot me text messages in the middle of the day. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be working. What are you doing? <laughs> and it's like stuff. as articles or like clips to watch of matches and stuff like that. It's hilarious. You get this connection, man. And especially this wrestling figure connection. That's yep. a whole other level of fandom. That's funny you mentioned that because if you listen back to that Friendsgiving episode, we were supposed to have one more person on. His name is Nathan. And Nathan is just an, he's an interesting fella. He really is. But anyways, ninth grade, 1993, I sit down, first day of school, and I sit down in English class. And I sit down and I look over at this kid who's just sitting there next to me and he's not saying a word. He's not looking up, nothing. So I kind of look over and I go, hey, what's up, man? And he goes, hey. Now, I don't know him from Job. No, nothing. And uh, just out of the blue, I go, are you a Buffalo Bills fan? And he goes, oh, my God, I love the Buffalo Bills. Now, we're on the West Coast, so I'm just shooting something in the dark. And he That's goes. Literally across the opposite side of the United States. Oh, correct. And uh, he's like, dude, <laughs> I, he's like, I love Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly's my favorite player, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, cool. You like wrestling? He goes, I love the undertaker, blah, blah, blah. Him and I are still best friends to this day you know, because you had the stepbrother moment. Yeah. <laughs> I think that stepbrother moment happens more so in wrestling. No. Oh, yeah. No, no. Me and this, so me and this guy, like this administrator of my work, we just like, I feel like if I ever really screw up, like, which is entirely possible. If I ever really screw up or do something wrong, I'd be like, Hey, but we're like, we're wrestling bros. Right. So, <laughs> 
like, you can bust at me, but like you can't really hold this against me. <laughs> he, so he's like, have a bond. he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna take a Seth Rollins chair to your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you start fussing, I'd be like, is this a work or a shoot? Because I don't really know how to how to react to this. That is fun. I just, I, I love, it. I love what y'all created, and and I always, I always told myself, I was more excited for this talk with you than I have been for like dates that I've been on. Which I don't know if that says a lot about me or about the dates that I've been on. <laughs> but but I was going to ask you, like, so you guys, when you start off this podcast and it grows and it gets bigger, at what point did you realize that, like, it's gotten as big as it did? Like, were you recognized at one point and like, oh, my God, like, this is a legit thing. Like, this is a, like, we're... I'm not saying you're superstars. You are in my book. Oh, but thanks, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying you're like globally famous, but at some point, like when you walk into a room full of wrestling figure fans, people are going to notice when mm-hmm. you walk in that room. At what point did you realize like we made it? Like we've gotten to be, this is way bigger than we ever thought it was going to be. You had to have that moment. So it's funny you mentioned WrestleMania 32 because we had just started the podcast a four months prior, three months prior, one of the two. Anyways. When we were there, Celeste and I were wearing our fully posable shirts. And I'm, I'm not going to say a ton of people recognized us, but they saw the shirts and they're like, hey, I recognize that podcast. It's about wrestling figures. They're like, oh, yeah, I've downloaded that. And it's a great show. I, I listen every week. Then I met some other people there while we were in line at Access. And they're like, Jeff from Fully Posable. And I'm like, yeah. And the, then we start chumming up. Fast forward a year, we're at WrestleMania 33 in Orlando and somebody mentions, hey, you're from Fully Posable, like, because we're wearing the shirts again, because as Scott and I always say, we're marks for ourselves. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And they said, thank you. And they held up a paint pen and they said, thank you. And I said, for what? And they said, you got us hooked on paint pens. So now we're all in on paint pens. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. And it's it's little things like that that makes you feel good, that makes you, I'm not going to say confirms that you made it, but like you've made a lasting effect on people that you've done. What you did, yeah, what you do, you've helped me out so much. You, you and your brother, your podcast has helped me out. Like I told you, it's in rough times. Uh-huh. Like I, I would look forward to every Sunday. Like I had little things that I try to look forward to during the week going through rough times. Mm-hmm. You have to start looking forward to something. You can't just sit there and dwell. Yeah. And on Sundays, I waited constantly for that download to pop up. I would check my phone repeatedly. <laughs> it would pop up. And then for, you know, at the time, it was only like an hour or so. Yeah. Episode, I would put my headphones in and I would just listen for an hour. For an hour, I didn't have to think about anything else. I didn't have to think about all the bad stuff. I could just sit there and laugh and take <laughs> my mind off stuff. And like, man, I can't, you can't put a price on like how much you've helped me and I know countless others like mm-hmm. just get through the day mm-hmm. no pressure to keep doing this stuff no pressure uh, right <laughs> but, <laughs> but like without you and, and, and Scott man I'm telling you I, I'd have had some a lot darker days than I, than I did well and then now I just I look forward to it just because it's fun like things are good life is good you mm-hmm. know and then now this just adds to it this just adds to the good you know, that I've experienced. Thanks, man. And you know what? Comments like that is something else that reaffirms that we're doing the right thing by just putting out an hour podcast that people love to listen to. And that is what drives Scott and I. We keep saying it on the show, but it's stories like that that just keeps us going, that keeps driving us, that 
you know, there are days where I get home and I am butt tired from work and I know I have the show and I sit back in my chair and I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> but when you get going in the show and you start doing all that stuff and then you and Scott are kind of thriving off of each other and jiving and all that stuff, by the end of the show, you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm glad I did that. I'm still tired, but that was a lot of fun. And then you go to bed and you wake up and then you got the editing to do and all that stuff. But that comes with the territory and putting out a fun episode. But at the same time, when you hear comments like what you just said and emails that we get from people or tweets from people saying, hey, you helped me out during this time or, you know, that show was a lot of fun. That is what keeps us going. That's what we want to do is just keep putting out more content for you guys. I'm in quarantine right now. So doing these shows is nothing. I All I have to do is just reach around the corner, grab my mic, grab a laptop, grab the mixer and then set it up. Where before I get home from work, I have to make dinner. I have to do all this. I have to, at the time, I had a uh, dog that I had to take out. Uh, unfortunately, he's passed away. But no, oh, yeah, but at the same time, it's it's easy for me to do stuff like this right now, and doing it for people and hearing the response back, like I did yesterday when I was just telling you, it means the world to us, and it's kind of it's reaffirming. It's like okay, cool. People are listening. People are enjoying. People want to come on. So I'm going to keep doing it until. I can't do it anymore until it's, it gets to be too much. So this is this is why I continue to do it, man. It just it trips me out how like so like three years ago or whatever you got a guy in California, uh, you got a guy in Louisiana that's sitting there flipping through his phone, refreshing, waiting, just waiting for some guy or a couple guys, a couple brothers in California to drop a podcast just to help him get through the day. It's just weird. And, and all because of, you know, little plastic men in their underwear. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you literally would have me refreshing my phone. And I think it's weird that human connection, that connection that people have with each other, that make with that they make with each other over something like wrestling and specific, more specifically like wrestling figures. Mm-hmm. It's just cool, man. It's just, it's just weird. It, but I mean, weird in a good way. Yeah. Not, not, a, not a negative connotation. Right, right, but, right. Yeah. Like, Little did you know, as you're sitting there about to drop it or thinking about dropping it, I'm sitting there refreshing my phone, just waiting for it to pop up, <laughs> just to help me get through the day, man. And it's just, it's neat. And that that and means a lot, man. That really does. So, so yeah, it's just, it's cool, man. I, I love the community you created, and it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun. And in, in a world that that's so, that's so go 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 go, and everybody's got to go, and everybody's so busy, and everybody's so serious, and we have work to do and money to make and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Very, very few times, and you know, do you find just fun in your day? Yeah, and and that's what that's what you and Scott provide some fun. Thanks, man. We appreciate that, and that means a honestly from both Scott and I. I know he's not on, but from Scott and I, that means a lot. So we. we oh, I'm glad, man. I mean, I'm, I'm I just I'm just telling you how I feel. I'm not blowing any smoke. Nah, so. you're you know, shucks. You're making me melt over here. Oh. <laughs> well randy i better get going i got another fig lifer to call and i want to thank you for your time and again i know i just said it but thank you very much for those comments no problem hey thank you thank you and scott for all that you do no and for getting me hooked on bang you jerks (laughs) hey that stuff all the time hey you are welcome we are sorry for your heart (laughs) yeah yeah, i know my wallet my heart you know (laughs) My, my spiritual heart is a fan. My actual heart is like, mm, not so much. So, <laughs> well, all right, brother. Y'all be good, okay? All right. Thanks, Randy. Thank you for your time, man. All right, man. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. 
I want to thank Randy for coming on, my tag team partner. That meant a lot, that what he just said, and that, and I meant it. That's what keeps Scott and I going. Scott said it a gazillion times. We hope it's not becoming monotone to you guys, but that's the honest to God truth. That's how we feel is we want to provide entertaining content for you guys. We hope you guys laugh at the end of the show or during the show or at the beginning of the show, wherever it may be. But for that hour to hour 20, we hope we're taking your mind off of everything that ha- you guys have going on. So... Randy, thank you again, my tag team partner. But we do need to get our next fig lifer on. Hello. Is this Jordan the Giant Cassatt? It is. What's up? How you doing, man? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well. What's new with you over there? Not much. Just hanging out. Very bored because, you know, out of work. I know a lot of people are out of work. But uh, yeah, uh, I've been home for about a month now. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. That's whatever. It, it, it's it's like the break I never asked for. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you and about three million other people. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I it, it breaks my heart to hear that, man. Because like I, I hate hearing all these people that are losing this, their jobs because of this pandemic, and it just breaks my heart every which way, man. So I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it's it's yeah, a lot of people are dealing with it right now. I'm trying to keep my head up. It's not too bad. Um, I work in the tourism industry, so I, I, I hope, I really hope uh, sometime soon uh, we'll get our summer and mm-hmm. hopefully have a, a booming summer, but ugh, oh. it's scary, very scary. <laughs> so what have you been doing with your time? Uh, I've been playing a lot of video games, uh, watching a lot of TV. Um, I've been trying to like get up to my office and like hang out, like just organize my figures but it, it's a mess up there so yeah i try not to. <laughs> it overwhelms me <laughs> it's like one of those that you look at and then you just dread and you walk and go ba- go back playing video games yeah i want to i want to get in there and i want to do it so bad it's just like um i don't have enough like shelf space uh so i think i might buy a new shelf and trying it up there you <laughs> there you go man yeah. out of curiosity what video games are you playing um, as ridiculous as it sounds, uh, Minecraft. Oh, okay. Um, I'm 22 years old. Uh, Minecraft was huge when I was in middle school and, uh, I've been playing it lately with my little brother. So I- I've been having a-, a lot of fun. Gotcha. Are you playing any games with Ethan? Uh, no, actually not. <laughs> he plays, um, NASCAR. And, um, when this first started, like my first couple days out of work, I downloaded NASCAR Heat 3. Uh-huh. I've never watched NASCAR in my life, but I was hooked on that game. I probably pay- played it for like 100 hours in that week. And uh, <laughs> then I got real bored of it. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> you, you got tired just turning left, huh? Yep. I, I, can't, I can't believe I played it as much as I did that first week of uh, quarantine. Um, but I did. And Ethan was very proud of me. I kept saying, oh, I just won the championship or the cup. And he's like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. I have to admit, Ethan has actually gotten me hooked back on NASCAR. Oh, yeah. I had fallen out of it after Dale Earnhardt passed away and kind of watched here uh, races here and there. And yes. stuff like that. But then Ethan had been posting in on Instagram, posting on Facebook all about NASCAR. 
And yeah. I was like, I was bored one Sunday and I was like, you know what? I'm going to turn on NASCAR. And I, next thing I know, I'm almost done with the race. And I'm like, oh crap, did I just watch a whole race? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he posts those die casts a lot. And yeah. um, I'm like, they should just hire you by now. Like the amount of, like I've almost bought an app. Oh, that looks cool. Like, yeah. uh, like a cool sponsorship or something. Like there's my favorite soda of all time is Baja Blast Mountain Dew. Uh-huh. And I guess his name's like Chase Elliott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a Baja Blast car, and I'm like, I need that car. I need that on my like miscellaneous shelf that I have here. <laughs> yeah, he's so, all over the place with those uh, cars. He's always like, Oh, I bought a new car. I bought a new car. I'm like, Oh man, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> he's in that group chat with me and Handsome Zach. Uh-huh. They're probably my, my two best friends in the whole world. But uh, we're in a group chat, the three of us, and it's like every day, Ethan just said, Oh, a new car, new car. <laughs> <laughs> I Handsome Zach is awesome. Ethan is great too and nothing against Ethan. I love Ethan. Handsome Zach is another great guy. I just had to put down my dog recently mm-hmm. about a couple, about a week or two ago. And Sorry. oh, that's okay, man. It's it, it's part of life unfortunately, but yeah. uh but Zach was checking in on me. Just oh, like, hey, awesome. and Zach is such a great guy. Ethan's a great guy. Ethan was checking in on me. He was texting me. So it was yeah. just this whole community. You know, it's like a support group also, as well as collecting figures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I found Ethan and Zach uh, together when I was, I was doing the Kisacho podcast mm-hmm. and I had Ethan on it. Uh, and we did a giveaway and Zach won the giveaway. And then that just like spirit, like now the relationship the three of us have, like, that's probably, they're probably my two best friends in the whole world. And like, I've never met either of them in real life just because <laughs> of the, this podcast is what's then I got my podcast, like just meeting all these people. Well, I guess not meeting, but I met a few, I met you and I've met Hova. But, yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's go back. Actually, you did not, you did not like Scott and I at first. What was cool is, is it was like, I got to meet you the following year and you're like, ah you're cool you know it was it was like it was like a growing up thing and the fact that Uh i got to meet you and uh meet you twice because i met you at access and then at nxt Uh but it was so cool being able to meet you and i love that picture of us where you have that (laughs) yep you have that snarl like i don't want to be it's a it's a famous jordan picture or snarl that whole weekend i was doing that face with all the wrestlers i've met everyone was commenting like why are you mad? I'm like, I'm not mad. It's just a fit. I have a resting bitch face, I guess. And I, I made it like a, a little bit more like I put some character in it to be an asshole, I guess. But, um, but what, well, I, what I loved about um, at that time, you and I, like we, we were friendly. Like, it's not that I, I didn't like you. I didn't like you when I first, when you guys first started the podcast. Uh-huh. And it's not necessarily that I didn't like you. Oh yeah. Like when, the, uh, when fully puzzle first started, I was in high school and um, I was listening to like, art of wrestling and stuff because i used to like leave during lunch and go home and then come back it was like a probably 30 minutes of walking back and forth mm-hmm. um just just to be able to go home for an hour in the middle of the day <laughs> and i would i would listen to like different wrestling podcasts and i was into wrestling figures and someone started advertising your show and i listened to the first couple shows i loved it and then um Figures Toy Company came out, and mm-hmm. you guys were like, "Oh, these are the best things I've ever seen." And I, I had to disagree. I never, I never thought they were that good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was like, "No, like they're paying them." <laughs> and then I called you out. I was like, "You guys are getting paid. Like this is ridiculous. This is the way you think those are good." Um, and um, by the way, Figures Toy Company does have some pretty good figures, but some of them I just, especially in the first like couple sets, I just thought they were horrible. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, and I've, I've even talked to Chris 
about them, like in person at WrestleCon. I was like, oh, these aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. But um, when you guys first started, I was like, how do they like that? And it's not that I didn't like it. It was just the opinion. I was like, oh, I, I have to speak my opinion here. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, to be honest, we've never been paid. Uh, the yeah. only figure, oh, I know. <laughs> the only figures that have ever been, uh, I, I don't even want to say given but the only figures that have been given away on our behalf is at the fig life meetup chris came to Mm -hmm. new york and he donated some figures to be given away so yeah we've never received a free figure so it would and plus scott and i always loved jacks we didn't mind the bodies because we were mint on card we weren't really playing with them yeah i'm not a metal i like to open my figures and mess around with them um (laughs) yeah yeah so um and like I had a hard time going from Jax to Mattel because when I was a kid, I had Jax and I loved them. Uh, and then when Mattel took over, I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> and now, now, now that I have Mattel, I'm like, oh, Jax. I can't even look back and be like, look at Jax. It's like, oh, that's a good figure. It, it's very hard for me. It's weird. <laughs> like, I can look at it as like a good figure. head But the body look ridiculous to me. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't be able to go back and buy Jax to add a new Jax collection. I, I, I'll stick to Mattel. Gotcha. And completely understand, man. I completely understand. Yeah. Mattel is doing an, an excellent job on these figures. And they've kind of set the standard and set the bar for these other guys coming in, such as Boss Fight Studios and Super 7. Yeah. But Mattel is just killing it. They really are with their body types and their scans and, you know, switching over to that true FX. They're doing a great job over there. So it, I always hold nostalgia really high in my life. So LJNs and Hasbro's are one in one a in my book, but Mattel, yeah. Mattel's are definitely number two in my book. These things are just beautiful. You know, the King Mabel, my- the King Mabel figure from last year. My God, that thing is oh, awesome. Yeah. It's like the center of my collection. I love that figure. And like, I honestly am not that familiar with King Mabel. Uh-huh. Um, I actually have a funny story about the King Mabel uh, Jack's classic. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Toys R Us and like, we, we always like did like a thrill of the purchase. Like, uh, we always want to buy at least a figure. If our, if our mom's telling us we can buy a figure, we're going to, we're of course going to buy one, even if they have a crappy selection. Right. And as at that time, a eight, nine year old, I'm going in there, and I'm just now, like, brand new into wrestling. I, I barely know a lot of the guys. I know, like, people that are on screen right now mm-hmm. at the time. This was, what, 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. So we go to Toys R Us, and they just restocked, like, I guess, classic superstars. I don't know what set it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was definitely a Shawn Michaels and a um, Mabel. Mm-hmm. And I remember my brother, he got the Mabel figure. And he's like, I guess I'll get this. It's a different figure. He looks fun. Like, he, we can put, book him in the fifth bed. I don't know exactly what the conversation was. But we got that. And then he, somehow he changed his mind once we got home and talked my mom into going back to Toys R Us that day to get the Shawn Michaels. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but... So that, that that story alone is why I was like, I have to get that King Mabel Elite. And in the, in my hands, holding that figure, I'm just like, this figure is incredible. It's just, I guess, like, it's beefy. The way, like, the size of it, the, um, the weight, like, you could probably kill somebody with it. <laughs> now you know how we felt with the King Kong Bundy LJN back in the day. Yeah. Concussed City, here you come, man. <laughs> but but if you I actually had the King Kong Bundy, it was it was an awesome figure. I loved playing with that yeah. figure when I was a kid. But if you go back to that King Mabel and you compare it to the Jax Classic, it's a different outfit. But mm-hmm. Jax, when they made their figures, 
and they had the bigger guys, those guys were super obese. I'd be interested to see in how they would like make like a Bray Wyatt or a Kevin Owens like into the, like let's say they use the same molds they did because they reused molds like crazy back then. Oh yeah, um, all I'd the be time. To see what they would do with like kind of bigger people. <laughs> Could you imagine if Jack still had that line? Yeah, that'd be nuts. I'm sure we'd still buy them and love them. But looking <laughs> back at them, I'm just like Mattel has like evolved wrestling figures so much in my opinion yeah big time man big time i'm really excited to see AEW and all those figure uh like the newer figures are like taking after mattel more than jacks and that's why i'm excited for them over like figures toy company how i was disappointed when i first saw those Mm -hmm. well the the boss fight figures that have penta and phoenix are supposed to have like even more articulation to it and I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, man. Mattel has just kind of set that standard. And if you look at them, all these other toy lines are kind of following their template. Yeah, They're making the same exact figures, six inch, uh, maybe a few more points of articulation. The only one that might stand out a little bit, of, well, I mean, outside of FTC, is Storm. Because Storm has a little bit of a bigger body. If you look at the Jushin Thunder Liger, it's a little bit of a thicker body compared to the yeah. Mattels. But it's not too noticeable, at least not in my eyes. No, I have the one of the Storm Hogan's, mm-hmm. um, and it, it fits nice enough that I wouldn't mind having on like a Mattel shelf, like if I want like just to have them all in one shelf. Mm-hmm. But I have my Hogan like separate. He's up in, on like a random miscellaneous shelf. So let's go back to your childhood. When did you start collecting figures? I, I believe. I said 2006, 2007 earlier, but I think it was like the summer of 2007. Uh-huh. Um, it might have been 2006, but whatever. <laughs> um, it was the one summer my uh, neighborhood friend, he brought over, we had like an, an original Xbox, mm-hmm. and he brought over one of like WrestleMania 21, the video game, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, he brought that over, maybe another video game, and he brought over WrestleMania 21 on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we watched that and like, we were obsessed just from that. And then he started bringing over his figures and from there on, like he gave me a, um, Randy Orton, ruthless aggression, and then like a Booker T and like a tan suit, such a weird figure, but those are my first two figures. Oh, I bet you Um, love those figures too, huh? uh, Yeah. And I, I'm trying to find the Booker T. I don't remember. There's been so many Randy Orton's from Jack, so like I really don't remember which one it was. But that Booker T is so like, it's, it was from a treacherous, treacherous trios pack. I think it had it, him and uh, Chris Benoit. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say his name because I know like sometimes <laughs> you make it to you can edit that out. He's in that pack. <laughs> oh, I was just listening, and Scott was trying to say his name uh, <laughs> like last week's episode. I like oh. Well, uh, he was in that pack. I think maybe Chris. I don't know who the other person was actually, but um, it was a three pack. I can't find it for a reasonable price, but I kind of wanted to get that Booker T just to have on one of my random shelves. <laughs> How much are they going for? I don't remember. Uh, I the last I checked was maybe a year ago. I have to look. Maybe I can find it on eBay. Gotcha. Oh, Jax, I love you, but sometimes they made you scratch your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of the weird, like, manager and um, suited figures are just crazy. And I wish, like, Mattel would make some more more than they do. Mm-hmm. But Jax went a little crazy, I think, sometimes. Oh, oh you mean, like, making an Abe Knuckleball Schwartz? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
or or just like the random manager attires. Like we had like a Batista with like a salmon um, shirt and a tie on, like just like random suited attires. I, I don't know. Maybe that was like really like on storyline. It was important, but I don't remember like that far back. But I just remember like I had a collection of just random suited attires. Gotcha. Do you still have that or? No, I don't have uh, any of my jacks from when I was a kid. Oh, okay. Um, a couple of years ago, I might have bought a couple, and I do have like a small collection of jacks in a box somewhere. Um, the only one I have on on um, display is a "I'm Your Copy" um, Eddie Guerrero. Oh. It's like uh, it's a ruthless aggression. I don't know where it came from, but I have it in my collection, and I thought it was cool. And we, I don't have an Eddie Guerrero Mattel. Very excited for that decade of dominance, one, or the legends, not decade of dominance. Yeah, the. Uh... The new one coming out is fantastic. A lot of people want them to release the original Legends one where he was in the red. But yeah. I think people just need to be happy that there's another Eddie coming out. So Yeah. I'm sure they'll make another one eventually. Like unless like they lose his his license deal, but I, I doubt it. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's just constant income. So were you playing with figures or is there anything extreme that you did with your figures, like when you were playing with them? extreme we used to like um to throw them out the window uh, to see if they break like some figures that we didn't really care about too much uh-huh. we'd book them in like a storyline where um we'd want like maybe kill them off in, in storyline <laughs> so we throw them out a window um crazy things um i used to put on like movies with my action figures and i used to have like a ninja turtle like turtle van uh-huh and like they would drive around with my Ninja Turtles and I put on like movies and I would lead into like fight scenes in my ring. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a creative child, like hour, hours and hours long matches where I would just play with two wrestlers and uh, <laughs> throw them off my dresser, throw them off my bed. Ridiculous. Sometimes oh. it t- like, I remember probably before wrestling, like our old Power Rangers, we would put on wrestling shows in the bathtub with them. Really, when we didn't really know much about like wrestling, I, I just remember that because I used to uh, even when I when I got into the wrestling figures, I used to bring in my like Ninja Turtles, and I even had a Beanie Baby that was in my fig fed. It, it was ridiculous. Going more to going more to your fig fed. Did you used to like keep a, t- a pamphlet of matches or anything like that? So I don't really remember writing them down and stuff. Um, but I. That's why I remember it's ridiculous. I had uh, my um, Jax figures. I used to like the Deluxe Aggressions for playing. Like, Mm -hmm. they were horrible for scale, but playing with Deluxe Aggressions was always more fun because of the articulation. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember playing more with those, and I would add in, like, I had not an LJN. I think it was, uh, it was like an LJN, but it was a WCW figure. Old San Francisco Toy Makers? Yes. I had a... a Sting and a Hulk Hogan of those. I got it like a flea market for like a dollar each or something ridiculous. Nice. And I would play with those with my deluxe aggressions and they would be like unbeatable because there's these giant bricks. <laughs> and I remember my Hulk Hogan would always do the spear because his uh, arms were up like it was, it was stupid. But um, <laughs> I also like to throw my hands in the ring and act like my hands are part of the storyline. Like, I call him like Mr. Hand and I would have him be like unbeatable and beat the crap out of my figures. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I still, I still play like with like, I'll take a figure and with my hand, just do moves with my hands. It, it's just, 
<laughs> but that's the thing is that was the imagination that we had when we were kids to do stuff like that. Yeah. That's what I loved. That's what I love hearing about that. Like some people may hear this and go, okay, that's weird. He had his hand in. Then there are those people that are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I understand. I used to do something yeah. similar. You uh-huh. know, They can relate to that. And like, I wouldn't have my figures at school, but I would have pencils, rollers, calculators. And I used to wrestle with those with my hands. I don't know. I guess I would just practice the moves and like have storylines. Like at, at the end of the night, I'm like, "Oh, Mr. Ham went one on one with the pencil and the roller, but now he's going for the championship." Oh man! I mentioned this uh, last week. So I used to record myself. I, I had this old yeah. school tape recorder, and it, I don't know if you'll ever remember anything like this, but because you are way too young, but. <laughs> Um, we had this tape recorder, you pop in a blank tape and you had to hit play and record at the same time on this tape recorder. And I used to, I used to announce my matches. So now that I have a podcast, I want to find those tapes. Oh, that'd be awesome. But I have no idea where they even may be at, (laughs) you know, but between our parents' house, the uh, place I lived before this, the, they got lost in the shuffle. But don't think I'm not on the hunt for those. I'm like asking mom. I'm like, hey, by the chance, by the way, did you happen to come across some blank tapes? No, I found a Michael Jackson tape. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome if you could find those. I know, I know. So I have to ask, mm-hmm. what got you into backyard wrestling? Oh, um, so right when we got into wrestling, like that same summer. Our friend, his name was Larry. He would like, oh, let's go out in the yard and wrestle. And we would go out in the yard and wrestle. We would take up names and be like, oh, I'm Eddie Guerrero. Oh, I'm Batista. Like, we would just pick a wrestler, and that's who we would wrestle as. We would try and replicate their moves. Um, then, randomly, um, I became Jordan the Giant Cassad. I don't remember that story, but um, that nickname stuck. I'm not even that much bigger than people. I'm 6'4", which is tall, but there's people way taller than me. I think me being a giant's ridiculous, <laughs> but it's stuck and I can't like just not be the giant. Uh-huh. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, but once, and this is something usually I think people would do before high school, but once high school started is when we started, uh, recording it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had like, iPod touches and we would record us wrestling in, uh, our yard on, like work mats that my dad used to have and on the grass and we would just fight over medallions and <laughs> say they were title belts <laughs> we recorded it was, it was called cassettes real deal and we, we did that for like two years and then uh, my brother got split open oh and we ended up um having to stop oh and we yeah and our friend found these uh, this other backyard fed that had a ring and the rest is history Oh, God. Right so what was the worst injury you ever got? Um, I, I definitely had at least one concussion, and I, I think I broke a rib once, but I don't know. It was bad. <laughs> My brother came down and like did like a frog splash, uh-huh. and I just I couldn't breathe for like two minutes, and I'm like freaking out. It, it was bad. I was coughing up blood a little bit. Oh, do you remember what the concussion was from? <laughs> it was my actual most recent match uh, that I had. I believe it was in... Oh, it was a couple of years ago, two two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend, his name's Luke Pete. He's actually my roommate too. Um, he came and he punched me right in the head, and like full force, my whole like head just shook. And I, re- you can watch me, and I remember um, just my whole head went. Um, 
I don't even know how to explain it. But it was like I was seeing stars the rest of the whole the night. It was it was terrible. And I had a horrible headache for like two days after it. Oh. It wasn't a diagnosed concussion, but everyone there was like it had to be a concussion with how bad it was. Yeah, that's that... all back there was. There was no no real medical diagnosis. <laughs> it was just going off of it. It had to be. So when your brother got split open, that was kind of when you had to stop? Well, we, we stopped in my parents' yard, and then uh, my friend found, um, like, another friend of his. There's people, David and Zach Snow, they were running a, um, a backyard show out of their backyard, and they had a real ring and everything. They had uh, trained wrestlers there. We went there. They partially trained us. So they taught us the bumps and all that, the, like, the absolute basics. Mm-hmm. And we're out there untrained in a wrestling ring, drawing 50 to 100 fans some shows it was ridiculous it absolutely like looking back i can't believe we did this in high school um (laughs) (laughs) we were actually in talk to bring like do like a reunion show this year Uh uh-huh but then all this corona stuff happened yeah now would be a bad time to do that yeah (laughs) it's very it's frowned upon for sure but backyard wrestling yeah and like we, we've all said like oh we're, we're done backyard wrestling like that's childless let's get trained some of us have gone and like some of us are trained um i'm not um <laughs> but um we, they, we were definitely gonna try and do one more show like our, our last show because we all left on bad terms a couple years ago so we wanted to do like one more big thing, but it just, I don't know. We might still do it after Corona goes away if it ever does. That is interesting, man. I had never known it was that in depth with you. I, I knew you did a little backyard wrestling, but I didn't know it was that in depth. I didn't know it went on for that long. Yeah. Currently I'm writing a, um, like a, a TV show about it, like a comedy, um, like a sitcom type show about it called Yards about my time in backyard wrestling. Uh, obviously, I'm fabricating a lot of stuff to try and make it like funny and more interesting, but I'm taking a lot of what happened like in backyard wrestling and adding it to it. I think it might be funny. If I don't ever do anything with it, I at least wrote it and I'm having fun with it. <laughs> that's all that matters, man. As long as you're having yeah. fun with it, that's all that matters. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever like play with wrestling figures and then thought of doing a move in the ring or anything like that? Oh, we used to all the time. We'd be like, what? Um, like, how do you want me to take that move? I'm like, all right. And we'd pull two figures. I'm like, this is how you do it. And uh, <laughs> I remember Luke used to, when he was planning out his matches, uh-huh. he would do it with his figures. And like, he would, that's how he would, uh, practice the match because like you can't be at the ring at all times so like he'd be like well i'm gonna take my figures and like rehearse the match it i thought it was pretty cool how he used to do that all the time that is cool uh, i used to work for all pro wrestling out here um if mm-hmm. you if you watch beyond the mat they're on there and i was filming for him well there was a wrestler there his name was donovan morgan and mm-hmm. donovan and michael modest lived upstairs but when you went up the stairs donovan's room was right in front of you well he had a box of ljns and i was like oh dude you got a box of ljns and he goes yeah he goes i'd like to bust them out and practice wrestling moves or see you know try to come up with something and then of he, all figures the LJN. yep of all figures the ones that have no articulation no movement <laughs> <laughs> but uh they lived upstairs so they would just walk down and he would bust out the mat and he would try a move or see if something worked but it was mm-hmm. cool because the LJNs would originally kind of get spawned the thought process of that. And I loved hearing that. That's awesome. Yeah. I wanted to hear if you had any stories like that, but I didn't know, again, I didn't know it was that far in depth where you'd bust out the figures and pray, you know, do the move there. 
yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I wrote something a lot like that in the show where like they take the figures and they're like, this is how you do it. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I never did it myself, but Luke, um, yeah, he used to reverse it, like, uh, rehearse his entire matches with figures. Yeah. So going back to your podcast, the, the Cassatt show, I loved when you and Ethan were on like Ethan and yeah. you had a chemistry that was second to none. Um, I, I've wanted to do a podcast for years now and, um, it's very hard for me to find motivation to do anything anymore. And I don't know why, I don't know if it's like depression or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but I started that podcast and I was very excited, the Kostat show, and I was going to have a new guest every week and just talk about wrestling. Um, and Ethan was on it. I'm like, well, Ethan, let's do a podcast, me and you, let's just, you're my permanent Mm co-host and he didn't want to do it. So, um, because I, I knew like a lot of people really loved that episode, um, but he, he didn't want to do it. And then uh, I ended up getting my uh, another good friend of mine, Chris uh, Madison, mm-hmm. um, to do it with me. But it, it just didn't work out. Like it, it's very hard to, uh, to to do. Like you think like podcasting, oh, just sit down and record. No, it's like to get time together with the people that you need to do it with is hard and uh yeah very hard to find motivation in myself to do it so i just i stopped doing the podcast gotcha um, it, that episode with you and ethan was absolutely hilarious what was the uh, funny part he didn't know that there was a toy story 2 or a toy story 3 no <laughs> no yeah he, i guess he he doesn't seem to know much about a lot of like pop culture stuff like we'll be like oh so this happened and he's like well what is that like a lot of like the wrestlers <laughs> I got were I didn't even know who that was I'm like oh man Ethan and Zach always goes Ethan we're begging you to watch the product like just watch it <laughs> it's just not just wrestling but like how do you not know there's a, at least a Toy Story 2 or 3 and then <laughs> how do you not know I just feel like that's like common knowledge I guess it's not if you don't care about that kind of stuff it's just it's funny I was freaking crying because I was listening to that episode and I was freaking crying when he was like oh Toy Story 4 is coming out I didn't even know there was 2 or 3 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but Zach and Ethan are two great guys, as we said earlier. They're so funny, man. Yeah. So are you still collecting wrestling figures? Are you taking a break or? I've been actually, so I I moved out of my parents' house about two and a half years ago. <laughs> and um, when I moved out, I kind of took, put it on the back um, and I stopped collecting. I didn't stop collecting. I still bought like two or three figures within that year, though. So not much, but um, once I moved into the current place I'm at, uh, I've been buying a lot more figures. Um, I just pre-ordered The Fiend for almost $40 on ringside. <sighs> Why? I don't know. I just really wanted it, but I got that stimulus check, and uh, <laughs> I, like, I guess I'm going to do it. Because I don't want to deal with trying to hunt that figure and getting disappointed when I can't find it. Yeah, that thing is going to be near impossible to find. Can you imagine the first <laughs> few that are that actually hit? that go up on ebay or mercari they're gonna be asking like 115 bucks for that thing ridiculous oh i know tell oh, me man. this hobby can be so like uh, nerve-wracking but to try and find some of these figures that cash is was terrible um that mm-hmm. was probably one of the hardest figures to find did you find it um drew Bensel sent me one. Ah, oh, he's awesome yeah he is yeah, he, that, that guy is so nice like it just shocks me like how nice he is in Terra. Um, dealt with her recently she sent me a figure and i just like it just shocks me how nice people can be like i'm like i wish i could be that nice to people (laughs) (laughs) well that's the thing jordan is you can (laughs) yeah i can i I, I feel like 
I'm a pretty nice person. I do. But I'm just shocked at how, like, just it blows my mind how nice people yeah. can be. Yeah, the, they're awesome, man. Tara's done so much for all of us. Uh, Drew, same mm-hmm. thing. Those uh, doing the favor guys, just nicest guys, you know, it's just GBM. Yeah. I I don't know. All those guys are just, they're too nice, you know, <laughs> you know, like I hope to be like them one day, you know, <laughs> yep. <When I> grow <laughs> up. <laughs> so with uh, the stimulus check, are you also going back and kind of backfilling some pieces that you were missing in your collection? Well, so I have a list of all the figures that like I'm missing and I haven't really gone back too far. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I stopped collecting, it was like Elite 54. Um, not when I stopped, but like when I had to like kind of take a break. Mm-hmm. So I have a list of every figure that I missed that I want to go back and try and get. And then like some of them, like I had like a Miz that was on there. I ended up getting Elite 69 Miz, so I went back and I like, took it off. Um, but I've been thinking about like going back and like looking at every figure Mattel has made and seeing like if I want to make a checklist of what figures I want. Um, so... I don't know. It's just, there's so many figures out. It's like hard to find like a good checklist. Yeah. That's the tough thing. I think I found one on the figs message board that was, mm-hmm. it was lengthy. I mean, it's just cause it's, they've had the line for 10 years. So of course yeah. it's going to be nine miles long, but at the same time, it was one of those good checklists, but it, they kind of cut it off at like 2018, I think. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah. It's not complete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, I was like, why did this stop? <laughs> Yeah, right. And like, there's this regular uh, elite line, which is which is very easy to find like a checklist for. But then it's all the exclusives and stuff that like you can't find a good checklist for those sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, are you also looking for earlier elites or? Not really. No, I- I've been thinking about going back and looking to see which ones I- I'd want to get. But um, no, not really the earlier ones. Because like, I-, I feel like it's very hard for me to like build the collection up and then also have like multiples of certain people mm-hmm. and most people that have early elites have newer better elites in my opinion so like i don't unless it's like a really important attire or something i won't go back and try and get it unless it's something really important looking like you mean like seth rollins roman and dean ambrose type guys yeah like they have so many but um yeah it would all depend on like what color like what like if the match was based like the match was based on or something Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I don't really look back at the old elites that I was missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. It, so have you looked into super seven or storm or collecting anything else? So yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited for the, all the wrestling figures. Um, I was on like, um, kind of like the NXT side where I would like just trash AEW for no reason. Sometimes it seemed, uh-huh. I, I don't know, in a way, I guess I was just my loyalty for WWE like came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was probably pretty nasty towards AEW for a while there. But once I saw those figures, I was like, wow. And uh, probably going to try and get every single one of those. Um, Super 7, that's the New Japan figures. Yep. So those figures look good. But what really bothers me about them, and I'm going to wait till I see them, in, like, not in person, because, like, I don't think they're going to be in stores, but mm-hmm. once I see, like, pictures of them in, in hand, I'll probably change my mind. But it looks like they're missing knee articulation, and that bugs me so bad. I'm like, that's, like, one of the most important articulated parts you need for an action figure, in my opinion. And the knees aren't double articulated on those. Oh, okay. 
See, that's what yeah, I, that, that's what I love learning about you. You know, you guys find that little stuff. See, I'm mental on card, and I see Okada in a jacket. I'm like, I'm good. You know. Yep. <laughs> but like with you guys, you guys find that little piece of articulation that I overlook easily. Like, I see it in mint on card, and I'm like, ah, oh, I finally have an Okada <laughs> figure. Putting it up on the wall, done. You know. But like with you and other collectors, are like. Uh, okay, why didn't they give a hand with this, with a closed fist and an open hand or something like that? You know, something to yeah. the, the smallest of little details. So yep. I'm glad you were able to point that out, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that like when they first, like probably like the first round of photos, I was just like, whoa, wow, wow, cool. And then like they started coming out more. And I'm just, I feel like I've been looking at these figures for three years now. I'm just ready to see them, like actual pictures of them. But I, I saw that and I'm just like, ah. Oh, that, I don't know why that ruined the figure for me, the figures for me, because mm-hmm. um, I don't even like play with my figures anymore necessarily. But um, I, I just feel like the posability of the figures is, is very important mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Have we seen pictures of them in on card yet? No, not yet. Yeah, right. nothing. Well, I'm excited to see that. I, I know, dude. I it's like June can't get here soon enough because that's when they said we were supposed to be getting our figures. We don't know, but that's what we heard was June. Yeah, right now it's still up in air. So like, I just I pre-ordered those fiends and it said like, um, I think late June. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know how accurate that's going to be. And I was thinking about uh, ordering all of Elite seventy six and start doing reviews on my YouTube channel again. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, well, how accurate is that release date going to be right now? So yeah, everything's up in the air. It's like Walmart's just stocking their shelves again with sixty five, sixty six, and sixty seven. We've been seeing that across the country. Mm-hmm. And it's no, like, it's, yeah, I was shocked to see that. I know. And it's just basically like, okay, we're just putting these out because they're figures and we're just going to put them out back out on the pegs. And it's like, they didn't sell the first round. I don't know how well they're going to do now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was at my Walmart yesterday. So I was there like almost two weeks ago and they uh, restocked 65, 66, and 67. I was very excited to see 67 on the pegs for the first time because we've never seen them on the pegs because they just went straight to Amazon, it seemed. Um, so I did. I picked up Randy Orton for that set. Oh, good figure um, to pick up. Yeah, it's a good figure. Even though I, they just released uh, pictures of the new one coming out, but I was like, no, I, I like that one. It has hair. I know you're a huge Randy Orton fan. Are you going to get the yeah. uh, DOD one? Absolutely. That's like top of my list right now. That and the Undertaker from that set. You can pre-order them on walmart.com. Oh, did you pre-order any of them yet? I haven't. They're not supposed I, to be coming out till like August 8th, I think, or August 18th. I saw that, and... I, I want to know, like, do they charge you right away if you pre-order, or do they wait and charge you that? That's a good question. I'll, I'll, actually, you know what? After we get off the phone, actually, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll probably do it tomorrow, but I'm yeah. going to pre-order The Undertaker. And I guess I get yeah. I get the Randy Orton, and I'll let you know tomorrow. The biggest selling point on that Undertaker for me is the hands. And I don't know, like, it's just the most basic hands, but the open hands. Like, so that you can make his pose where his hands are out. Mm-hmm. That just... That excites me. I, I'm excited to have it on my shelf like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a it's a fun time to be a collector. Scott always says right now, you know, you sure. there's there's five hands in the pots, you know, or five hands on our wallets right now. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've only had the most at three ECW, WCW, and WWF. That's the most we've ever had. Now we have two extra ones. You know, reaching for our, the money in our wallets. So, <laughs> well, Jordan, I want to thank you for being on, man. It's a pleasure talking to you. And I'll let you know about The Undertaker. Let me know. (laughs) Yeah, I'll text you tomorrow, dude. (laughs) 
Awesome. It was a pleasure being on the show for the first time. I've been listening since the beginning. Absolutely, man. And you know what? I was going, I'm going to go back to that picture and I'm going to post that when I put it up on Twitter. But what I love about that picture is you have that snarl and I've got that that smile going on like yeah i finally met jordan you know it's kind of one of those yeah. it's going to be one of those pictures where you zach and ethan finally meet it's going to be one of those pictures <laughs> well zach ethan and i are talking about um possibly trying to go to wrestlemania next year oh seriously so, yeah uh, we're pretty we're in pretty serious talks about it if not wrestlemania we were waiting to see if they're announcing um royal rumble because apparently it's supposed to be in seattle next year mm-hmm. um, yep and zach's real close to seattle but they haven't officially announced it yet. But then we were thinking, well, Los Angeles or Hollywood would be, would be really cool to go to see WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll just do that. Yeah. But we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Dude, have you ever been out here? Um, no. No. I've been on a plane one time in my life, and I was good to Orlando for WrestleMania 33. <laughs> gotcha. I think you three will have a lot of fun in Los Angeles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, Jordan, I want to thank you for being on, man. Pleasure talking Absolutely. to you. Thank you. My All right. pleasure. All right, Jordan. Thank you. All right. See ya. Bye. I want to thank Jordan and also my tag team partner, Randy, for being on this week. Telephone 4 was a lot of fun. Telephone 5 will be fun next week. So, guys, be safe out there. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.